Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology, and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. Hi, Adam. Hi, Booty. How you going? Uh, I, I, I'm going. I'm, I'm doing well. I can't, I can't see you, and I can't really hear you all that well. But apparently, we're doing a podcast, so great. Um, are you, like, giving me, like, your first world problems? Well, yeah, it's true. I, I am learning all kinds of first world problems all over again. It, it only took me, it took me less than a week to slip back into my first world mentality of, uh, my diamond shoes are pinching my toes. Mm. <laughs> you have diamond shoes? You have toes? <laughs> Of course, that's what you heard. That's what you heard. Of course, exactly. You have toes. Wait, you have feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear, you know, no body shaming, that Americans mm-hmm. are fatter than normal. <laughs> you mean in like the grand scheme of things, <laughs> they're now fatter than normal, <laughs> or <laughs> Americans are fat in general? Because that's what I think is well, actually the case. A, it's like fat with a pH. Mm, sure, sure. Let's go with that. I've come back and discovered that Americans <laughs> well, are fat with a pH. Well, I think it's Georgia because in New York, they were looking svelte and fab. Oh, that's good. Um, yes, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not attempting to body shame at all. I'm just... Uh, I was not amazed. That's not the right. That's not the right word. I was taken aback by the sizes of the bodies here compared to the size of the bodies where I live. It is it well. Is you live in a third world country. People, it's a. You live in a third world country. We don't call them not third a lot of potato world countries. There's no. There's a lot of potato chips. Actually, that's what happens. In oh, I've a lot of potato developing, chips. Developing, developing, nations. developing country. 
with developing yes. nation, nations. Uh, there's not there's nothing but so wait, potato chips. So then you ca- so it's wrong. first world and developing nations. That's still stupid. So you we say developed nation, developed nations, and developing nations exactly. We're, so we, what does here, develop here, mean? Here in America, we have developed... More cholesterol, more diabetes? <laughs> it seems like it. it developed diabetes. Like it. Yeah, we have developed... Well, the number one cause of death in Egypt is also diabetes as well. So I don't know what's going on between the two. Well, anyway, you, as you said, the food in Egypt is so gross. So maybe they just don't eat it. No, it's, it's cheap food is cheap, is the thing. That's the, and, and so that's also kind of what happens here in America. Cheap food is cheap, and people eat lots and lots of cheap food with high, high amount of calories. Low caloric density is what it is. So and wait, so, so eat. they eat more cheap... So Americans are eating more cheap food than the Egyptians. Yes, yes, yes. For sure, everybody's eating And especially in Georgia. It's well. I haven't gone anywhere else yet. But I can only have. I only have uh, my limited experience being here less than a week. That people are eating <laughs> a lot, a lot of cheap food. And then okay. So wait. Sitting. So why is this? Why like? I need to. I need you need to paint me a picture because for you to like be taken aback by the size of Americans. That sounds really big. Is it like like morbidly obese? I don't know what the definition of that is. I'm not a doctor at all. I can't I can't say those those things. But <laughs> but what I'm but what I mean is consistently fat as hell. Con, no, I, again, I'm not I'm not saying those things. I'm saying consistently the size <laughs> of the bodies that I am coming across here are consistently larger, thick and juicy. To a considerable extent than what I am used to seeing in Egypt and Mexico. Badunkadunk in the front and badunkadunk in the back, yes. Okay. Now, technically, what is a badunkadunk? Can you let our listeners know what a badunkadunk is? I can't. I, I'm sorry. There's, there's not going to be anything in the show notes for badunkadunks. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do, where, where do I go to look? That is just Wikipedia. So then, how can you classify it a badunkadunk in the front and a badunkadunk in the back? If you don't know what a badunkadunk is, you brought up badunkadunks. I was talking about the the consistent size of bodies in America versus the consistent size of bodies in developing Egypt. <laughs> Junk in the trunk, in the back, in the front. I wouldn't know. I don't know the medical term. Okay. Okay, so let's go by kgs. How many kgs? Kgs, I don't know. Uh, what about pounds? I, again, it it's not so much weight, pounds. I mean, a, a bodybuilder. I know it's not weighs. so much weight. I I I stood on I stood on Elijah's scale when I was in New York City. I'm thick and juicy. I'm a When I walk into a room, it's like That's my booty coming in. That's a nice baseline. That's a nice baseline. Thick and juicy, baby. Thick and juicy. Maybe I look maybe I I would look like I'd have a normal body when I was in Georgia. Maybe I should come visit Georgia. I mean, sure. Come on over. I'm waiting for you. 
Come on over. <laughs> so, how is the food, speaking of Georgia? What have you been eating? I have been making food. I've been making my own food because I always succumb. I always uh, eat very unhealthily when I come here. So I've been making my own food. And I had I made chicken satay and a delicious peanut sauce. And I made mm. carnitas tacos. And I've been making my lovely breakfast. With your breakfast. famous f- fresh tortillas. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and I have only eaten out once, and it was at a barbecue restaurant on uh, Father's Day, and that's where I saw the uh, aforementioned bodies that I was talking about at the barbecue restaurant. I need to call my dad. I still haven't called my dad on Oops. Father's Day. Oops. I'm late. You're two days late. <laughs> I know. I know I'm late. Dad, I love you. I'm calling you. I love you. He's sitting by the phone waiting for my call. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. For all of y'all listening, call your dads if you haven't. Crying. I'm still working on mine. I'm gonna. I called you, but I didn't call my dad. I'm a horrible son. Wow, I'm a dad. I'm a horrible son. I'm sorry, dad. <laughs> I'll send you money. Oh, I'll bribe your love. I'll, I'll pay for your love. There we go. That makes up for it. <laughs> How was your father's day? Uh. We were we ate barbecue. Uh, my father uh, was in Panama City, so I didn't see him. Oh, did you call him? I didn't call him because I don't have. I don't. Have a, I don't have a SIM card. I don't have a SIM card. Oh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. You at your mama's house? <laughs> it's not a landline here. You got a, your mom. I'm sure your mom has a phone. Yeah, that's true. Wow, we are horrible children. We're horrible children. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am ashamed of us. <laughs> mm. well, I'm canceling us. We're, I'm canceling us. Okay, all right. I'm canceling us. Is that what you do? That's what... <laughs> Oh Lord! Well, well. So you celebrated your step your stepfather's birth, uh, not birthday, but Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Wow, Adam! Wow, that's a knife to the heart. <laughs> I hope your dad. Did your dad listen to the podcast? I don't think so. I don't. Think we will soon know. find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm here in in um very cold Melbourne. Yeah, but cold and rainy. But luckily cold and rainy. But luckily yes, it is lovely. But luckily you're wearing Luckily what? You're wearing a beautiful hoodie and sweatpants and beanie cap that's keeping you warm. I am. I'm wearing my Theater of Others merch. I am the face of the brand. I am the face of the product. That's right. I have a full-on Theater of Others branded Mm -hmm. artist. I'm ready to go train now. I'm warm. I'm toasty. And I am merched out. Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? I actually called me the face of the company. Yeah. That's... I'd I'd say... Oh, no, he didn't. I heard, I heard, I heard the face of the company, and he said, you look like a mascot. 
I love I love how you just said my husband said this and then immediately corrected yourself because you knew you were wrong, but you said it anyway. <laughs> Here's the thing that my husband didn't say. <laughs> classic, classic, yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, you're a mascot. How's your That's wife? Her. Uh, she's good. She's, she's freaking out a little bit because she will be leaving Cairo next week for Mexico. And this will be her first time flying internationally by herself. And she doesn't know how to do it. Oh, (laughs) great. I told her, I said, it's very simple. As long as you can get to the airport, they take care of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just get to the airport. Everything else falls into place. They fly the plane. They take your bags. Just (laughs) just go go where they tell you. It's going to be fine. (laughs) They fly the plane. Please, fan, do not attempt to fly the plane. Please. Exactly. exactly. That's not what they're asking you to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm sitting here just, like, finishing up the PhD, getting things done. I've got, like, I've got like two more months, two it's months and some change to oh. get it done. And I'm oh. just going through all these things and trying to get, like, you know, what is what – is, you know what is actors training and and what is the what is the the actor in the space and who is the teacher in the space and mm-hmm. and I realized that like I have completely created a whole curriculum that is nothing like uh, I I actually was trained in. Uh, has been so it's really cool and yeah. really fantastic. There there are elements right there are elements of the teachers that I was drawn to. Sure. Sure. Have you ever had a bad acting teacher? The subject matter was bad. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. No, I don't blame this person at all. This person was put in a situation where they were asked to teach something that they knew that they probably shouldn't be teaching. And didn't didn't have specialist subject matter in. And I could feel how uncomfortable they were teaching it as well. Um, so in other classes, this person was fantastic. Probably one of the better, like really pushing you to go somewhere, you know, vulnerable teachers. And in this situation, it was, it really kind of was a waste of our semester for both of us, for, for them and for us. So, but I don't think I've had a, so what would you consider, what would you consider a bad teacher then? Um, Ooh, I'm going to, it's, should I use names? I, you don't need to use the name. Just give me a. Just you don't need to put them on blast. You don't need to cancel them unless you hate them. Okay. <laughs> I have. I have no. I have no. Name them if you hate them. Individual. <laughs> this was. This was not my acting teacher. This was not my acting teacher. This okay. was a, a a a very well known acting teacher of some friends of mine, um, who, uh, because of. Their status and power and renown got away with things for years, for for, for a very long time. Um, and uh, oh my finally goodness, took... are you segueing? Are you segueing? Yes, I am. <laughs> are you are you trying to throw a segue up in here? I'm pitching it up there for you to take it. Yeah, Ooh, Adam Marple, what are we talking about today? We're talking about bullying in actors' mm. training. Mm-hmm. We're talking about certain 
individual personalities and platforms <laughs> and and demeanors and attitudes that have been adopted over the past mm. hundred or so mm. years that need to stop two years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I got to say is, you ain't got to beat your kids. You, gotta, you ain't got to beat your kids and you ain't got to beat your pets. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. But apparently, some people think they do. Apparently bullying they do. in bullying. the industry. Yes, yeah. bullying in the industry. Yeah. And does it still exist, Adam? Uh, for sure it does. For sure it does. It absolutely does. Even after Me Too, even after, you know, the calls for, you know, We See You, White America, even after, you know, uh, intimacy uh, uh, coordinators, it still exists. It's, it's now being called out far more, but it still exists. And it's going to take some time to root it out because there is a mentality and a training that um, has existed up until now, even now. I mean, I know that we both were probably, we both had this type of training and we probably thought that was for a while uh, the way it was done. And, uh, and it continues to this day with, with current students. So that will continue on until we, we really put a, a flag down and say, enough is enough. This is not how you get somebody's best work. It's carrot, not stick. That's not how you do it. <laughs> that carrot, not stick, just went, it, that went south for me. That was like, oh, that went Lord. like, I'm sorry. I, I think I've been watching too much porn. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> so, Adam. Tell us about this this acting yeah. teacher that your 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 colleagues classmates had um, had to endure. Was it in grad school? It was. So now anybody who can do any digging knows exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that's all you have to was, say. That's all you have to say. Exactly. Exactly. It was very famous, very well renowned. Um, uh, not even acting teacher, director but had worked with some of the best actors on the planet. Um, and it came down to uh, an in-work scene acting exercise where he was on top of an actress um, and touching her in places, saying, this is what I want you to well, do. He was on top of who? On top of the student, on top of the actress, telling the other actor, student, you know, this is what How I want you to do. How on top of? On top of. Like they were lying on the floor and he was on top of her? That's what I hear. That's what uh, apparently uh, happened. So, and then, you know, of course, was as it a always conversation? The... Was it like a, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, uh, uh, intimate, intimacy kind of thing of like having a conversation. May I touch you here? Can I, can I just kind of position myself? This is what I'm looking for. He just jumped on top of her. Uh, that's apparently what happened. Okay. It, it was. It, it was. A, it I'm was. Just a, making it, sure. No. 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 It was. It was enough that there was. There was no consent in that thing. I mean, even even if there was consent, there's still a power dynamic that is happening between a teacher and a student. But it was enough for this. This student felt uncomfortable, uh, violated, um, and did not think that it was apropos to 
what needed to be done. She did not feel the acting was made any better by the situation that she was put in. And of course, as is always the case, as soon as somebody says something, other people come out and say, yeah, you know, me too, right, we should look at that. Um, and it had been going on for, for years, clearly. Um, and He's been climbing on it, people for years? Uh, other behavior, other, you know, physical behavior or but sexualized is that bullying? behavior. Uh Yes, it is. I think it is. It absolutely is because, again, there's a power dynamic that is being used as a cudgel, as a stick. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to report me? Are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to say anything? Um, and for sure, there's that. There's also the other version of, uh, which is also happening, is really, really pushing somebody, really, truly pushing, 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 pushing somebody to go beyond their physical limits, their emotional limits, their psychic limits, um, and and kind of enjoying that that psychic pain that that you can instill in somebody, that was happening as well. That's interesting. That's interesting because and because as I think about this, as I think about my experiences with teachers and directors, I actually I don't have any examples of my own experiencing teachers and directors being uh, bullying me. It's only, it's actually the, the bullying, the bullying culture for me comes from, comes from colleagues. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like actually in, in a, on a project, it doesn't, it, I never, I've never been in a situation where as a, as a student having, having a teacher bully me, having a, a being, a, being in a show, having a, a, a director bully me. Let me, let me just go back. Was it bullying? No, it wasn't bullying. And, but see, this is the thing. Like, I don't even, and this is where that, this is where that bully culture kind of survives is sometimes when mm-hmm. actors that are, that just want to work and, and want to get in the work. Like when people are getting, when people are being bullied, those, they don't even see it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like maybe, maybe someone that was being bullied next to me, maybe I didn't see it, but, but I was so focused on the work at so many times that I didn't see it or I just never had that experience. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking about this now. And I said, you know, it never happened with me, but like, because I was just thinking like, well, I did have a really mean acting teacher. He was really, really mean to me. And so I'm having a really hard time like defining like, was that bullying? Is that what bullying is? Because I, 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 I went home and I, I went home and I cried some days. Oh, uh, Ooh. but so this was this, I mean, this is the thing is, and this person now is my friend and I know this person is a lovely human being um, who I don't think operates this way anymore. Um, this was my this was my high school acting teacher at my performing arts high school, and I remember we were doing scene work, and it, we always just wanted him to look at us, just wanted him to acknowledge us, just wanted his approval. Um, and he would come in every single day, and Josh Joshua Waterstone knows this. He was there. <laughs> he would say the exact same thing. Um, he would come in every single day with a two liter of Diet Coke and an orange, and he would go sit in the back of the room, and he would <laughs> he would say, who wants to work? And then somebody would get up and do their scene, and you know those of us in the audience would look and watch his reaction to see, is this good? Is this not good? We can't even tell. And he wouldn't even watch the <laughs> scene. He'd, he'd, he'd be peeling his orange, 
very, very slowly. Um, and, and then the scene would be done and then he would just say next. And I remember yeah. one t- and I remember one time, uh, Somebody's, I can't remember who it was, but somebody's scene was interesting because he he stopped peeling. He looked up and he watched the scene for like 20 seconds and then he went back to his orange. And we thought, oh, God, if I could just get that, that'd be amazing. I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I'd be a great actor when he can look at me. But I do remember one time, it wasn't, I don't think it was my scene. I don't even remember at this point. But he got up from where he was. He got up and he came downstage and we thought, oh, he's going to work with us instead of just have us work on our own. He came and he took a like a, a piece of paper and he went on stage and he kind of waved the paper around on stage and then he held his nose and he said, P-U, next. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess that, yeah, I guess that is bullying, isn't it? That's bullying. <laughs> wow. Adam. Yeah. You've been bullied. That's, That's horrible. And the thing is, it, it, that only happened in the first year. And he said, he literally said, I do that in the first year because if you can survive that and come back in your second year, then you have a chance in this industry. Lord. I beat you because I love you. Mm-mm. But see, this is the other thing. So this is where this is where the whole conversation comes into play. It's like the, the industry is not a kind industry, and there still is a lot of things that happen where where your feelings get hurt. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and it comes from insecurity, and. They, you know, for a teacher to 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 behave in that way, it's because they are actually doing the same thing to themselves, and that's how they identify as how to manipulate a world that they can control. But I think actors and artists are so awesome that if you just give them a little bit of inspiration, they go into all these different directions, and you don't need to bully them. Just like, just like when um you're you're, you're training your pets, like you know, it's like. You don't have to beat them to teach them how to sit down or teach them no. Like we don't, we don't um, hit Obama, and he's like the most diligent, well-trained dog that I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and I think it just creatures and relationships—that's how they work. You know, when you relate to, when you can relate to a human being in the same way. You know, I just I use my pet because he's, you know, he's he's taught me so much. The kind of love I have for him is the kind of love I've never had for anyone else. Um, but just that that kind of relationship that you have when you're in the when you're in a uh, classroom situation with students, the the teachers that aren't uh, insecure and afraid are the ones that can embody the work and be in the room and have conversations with students. I've had situations and and kind of from my speaking from my clown brain where we look at a scene and say, wow, that was horrible, huh? And we're like, yeah, that was bad. But we're actually having a di- a conversation about it. It's not saying it's horrible because you're a horrible actor and then you you, you shouldn't be doing this. It's like, wow, okay, we need to look at this one because that that didn't work, did it? No, it didn't work. And so we're having a conversation of like, that was a sticky poo. We left we left the sticky poo in the stage. Let's let's figure out how to clean this up. As opposed to you're horrible, you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you doing this? And if you don't get it right, you're just not going to get it right, and then just be doing something else. And um, 
and I've heard like, and when I say like, I've, I've experienced bullying from colleagues. I, I I remember situations where students felt bullied by other colleagues. You know, and it's like, and I, I I've witnessed you having to take over projects because of teachers bullying students. You know, so. And I, so it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like I don't even have, I can't speak from, I can't speak from my own experience. I don't think it's necessary to bully. When I hear these, when I hear all the different situations, like, and this all, this conversation came from the article that we read in the New York Times about method acting and about uh, really difficult choreographers and, um, you know, just kind of like, the 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 male white male dominated uh industry and how the industry was being um set up because they it was their narrative but I, and the reason why I like the article so much is because it, at the end it it basically said yeah that was the narrative then but that's not the narrative now and though and although those artists that worked with you know the the Bob Fosse's and the 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 Lee Strasbergs, they're they're they got quality out of these actors and out of these dancers. Is it necessary? Is it is are we are we being soft on the artist? Are we too soft on these artists? And so they don't really understand what it is to fight, what it is to get up and and do it. And I and and I I feel like you know it, for me, it's not necessary because someone who has the drive. We'll take care of all that other stuff. You don't have to force hard work into somebody. Either someone is a hard worker or they're not. You don't have to beat people up into being a hard worker. And if they're not a hard worker, they're not going to survive in the industry anyway. So why do you need to beat them up into being a hard worker if they're not going to be a hard worker? Just select the right people that that work hard, that want to do the work. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I mean, I'm, I certainly don't think I am an expert in this either. I mean, you just heard me literally understand for the first time that that I was bullied. <laughs> so, um, but I I think I think we recognize mean. I think we recognize spiteful. I I, I hope that we recognize. I hope I hope our listeners also recognize when there is. There is coaching through um, discipline, coaching through um, uh, helpful pressure, and then spite, and then um, just unhelpful pressure. I mean, it's, it's like, I'm trying to think of a, of a good analogy in this of like, if you've, ever, if you've ever trained with anybody in a gym, there's the coach that is 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 happy for your successes even if it's just one more versus versus the 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 coach that is unhappy that you can't do that thing that is, that's really pushing you to the point where you're where you're, <laughs> that's where you're, horrible. you're in pain yeah like it, it, you know of course the only way to get better is we talked we talked about this in this last episode is stress you need to stress the muscle you need to stress the bones you need to be yeah. in stressful situations to then rise to the occasion to get better at that. But the problem is you don't actually want to break the bone. You want to stress the bone. You don't want to 
break mm. the muscles. You don't want to pull the muscles. You want to stress the muscles. You want micro tears. And the same thing with, with an actor, I'm imagining, as, as well, is you want micro tears in, in the shell that we put up to protect ourselves of letting yourself be more, more, more vulnerable, comfortably letting yourself become more and more vulnerable in this courageous place, as you said, so that you can become vulnerable in public, on stage. Um, the problem becomes when that becomes a manipulated space and not a courageous space, a space where you maybe don't have somebody that's fully trained in how to deal with the emotions and the psyche, the actor's uh, uh, training, and so don't know when to back off and doesn't know when to push. And so you just, you're left in this kind of no man's land where you're all alone, which is, which is, you don't want to be left all alone. And, and ultimately I feel in the bullying situation, in the mean situation, you feel alone. This person that you trust left you mm. and you're alone. I think that's a really great way to, that's a really great way to put it because it, because I was thinking about it's power. Mm. That they're more interested in power than actually getting an actor to a place, yeah, or the artist into a place that is useful and and um, holistic, you know, and yeah. and the power of like my choreography, my acting technique, yeah. my show that I'm directing, you know, it's like don't ruin my play, don't you know, that's power, yeah. Yeah, my, 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 and my, not our, fear. our, our. Fear, yeah. You know, power and fear. And I think, and that's, in, and well, and, you know, it's it's a virus in the world. You know, power and fear is, is a mm. virus in the world. You know, coupled with lies, you know. It's people that are running from being closer to the truth. And I think for us as artists, we're always looking for, our, you know, for, you know, us, the leader of others, we're always looking for a deeper sense of truth mm. and coming in contact with that, you know, and it, it, to, I, I don't even know what I would, I don't, if I was ever in a, if I was ever in a situation where there was like real actual bullying happening, I would respond to it. Like, I have, like I said before, mm. like I've only experienced it as you know, as an academic and as in in in, in the university setting bullying, but I've addressed it immediately. Mm. Like so, and in a in in a um in a creative space, I would address it immediately. I mean, I think and and finding ways to address it is the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Like. You know, for you actors that are on a job, go straight to the stage manager and be like, yo. You know, for you actors who have managers, go to your manager and be like, yo, um, this behavior is but it's, not but it's okay. Not always, but it's not always, um, it, that's the thing is, is, is I, was, I was trying to say, like, when it, whenever it happens, go and take care of it. But it's usually not immediately recognized. Right, it's that slow. Well, look how long it took you. <laughs> sense of ooginess, like ang. Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> thirty years. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like I mean, that that because the, the bully is also testing their bounds, the testing the limits of how far that they can go. Right? How how much can I do before? Yeah. 
there's there's pushback. And unfortunately, usually that pushback comes as an explosion of, of like things have built up over time. And then like finally, it's, it's, it's a last straw. It's usually not even anything that is massively, you know, uh, I don't know, but but it, it is it's hard to recognize when it has happened. It's it's easy to recognize in hindsight, oh, they're mean to me. They're spiteful. They're they're, they're these, you know, they're they're treating me differently than other people in the room. I'm being given more assignments, harder assignments, uh, the worst assignments, or things like that. It's it's easy to in, in retrospect, but when they're when when it's given to you, it's 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 hard to be in that position to go, you know what? No. It's, it's it's very difficult. And and that power dynamic of the actor feeling like they don't have they don't have the ability to. Like, who am I to say this? Who am I to question this training? Who am I? I'm I'm new. I've just started. So that 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 all exists together. Perfect story. That just makes me think of like, you know, for me, like it's like I've I've been I have all these different examples of actors bullying other actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on who you are on the call sheet, the bullying that happens from, you know, the actors that are, you know, in a more prominent position on the project, um, you know, and, and or they're just fucking out of control. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some actors that are just out of control. Yeah. And the things that other like actors have to deal with, so that's where that's where like you know training comes into play. Like if you've got actors that that come from you know uh, drama school and they they have a they have a work ethic, but then you have actors that are just like mavericks that are just wild on the camera and, and don't have any training, and then um, they're they're a celebrity and they're on the top of the call sheet and and they're acting like damn fools, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, uh, you know, trained actors have to like deal with those personalities, and it's like, and it's it's just this weird kind of thing because it's like, well, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, when the producers are running around and and patching up the holes, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as as Isabella would say, to whom should I complain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and and I just I think there's a a cultural kind of um, reorganization that will happen during over time. I think the direction, you know, that the whole time is up scenario gave us is that people are now uh, taking notes mm. and, and working towards something, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. You know, justice doesn't happen overnight. Justice happens over decades, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think as a as a as a as a artistic culture, we're moving in a direction that will afford opportunities where people could be in a situation where they're in a brave space, but they don't have. It's not at the cost of the, of being bullied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the bullying, it, it, it's like it's like what Maya Angelou talks about those those little murders. You know, one bullying moment just takes a bit of flesh, and then another bullying moment takes yeah. another bit of flesh, and soon you'll, you've lost an arm, yeah. you've lost a leg. You know, death by paper cuts. Yeah. And that's the, that's where bullying. Mm-hmm. That's where they thrive. They thrive on that. 
because they do it, it it gets it's like a it's like a it's a chipping away because a uh, 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 you know a successful bully doesn't do the big wham bam thank you ma'am full tilt boogie bullying in the first moment it it whittles away so that the person that they're bullying like is weak so they're always weak around them so then they can just keep putting in their little bits of poison so that they feel powerful and the a person that's being bullied gets to feed that power because they've been sated by the poison of their of their behavior or intoxicated by the poison of their behavior but enough poison will kill you over and over it's like arsenic it's a little bit of, just a little bit of arsenic I'm realizing now how influential this individual has been in my in my thinking in my life, um, because this was my this was my first my very first acting teacher. Mm-hmm. My very first like this is this is when I had decided like okay it wasn't just gonna be fun like me doing plays my entire life was fun. I'm going to school for it now. This is I this is what I'm doing. I want to make a career of this. And this is my introduction. This is my introduction to Stanislavski. This is my introduction to, you know, everything that I can I can draw a path from this point. This is where my dislike of musicals comes from, from this individual. I didn't have <laughs> a thought about musical theater before I met this individual. And I this I only worked with this person for a year. Hmm. And I have uh, an enormous respect for this person still. Very good actor, very good director. But in hindsight, those little those little murders. Mm-hmm. But it's also that's that was the culture. Yeah. That's why we forgive them. You know, that was yeah. that was what we were taught to do. You yeah. know, it's like I don't get mad at my mother for spanking me. That's what that's how you <laughs> right. rear exactly. your children. Go get go get a switch. <laughs> go outside you know? and get a switch. And you better make it a good one. You <laughs> yeah, better exactly. make it a good or one. You're gonna go and, a good or you're one. gonna go get yeah. <laughs> Right, we're gonna, we're gonna upgrade from a switch to well, a my belt. Mom, my mom was, my mom was a mental terrorist though. She was good. She, she. I think because as I got as I got bigger, she she was just like, oh, it's just so much work spanking this child. So she would have me like wait in the bathroom, <laughs> oh, and so man. it was like this like terror moment. Like I didn't know if she was gonna come in and spank me or oh, if like she would let me out. Because the other thing we had a we had a uh, a German Shepherd that like my that like attacked my dad who tried to spank me. It jumped through the Ooh. screen and like almost like like yeah. killed my dad. And so yeah. my mom went into the habit of like, well, I'm not gonna have the dog like 
jump on me, so I'll just spank him in the bathroom. But then it became like this whole like tradition where like she she's like go, go to the bathroom. bathroom. I'm like I don't want to, mom. I don't want to go to the bathroom. No, no, no. And then I would spend time in the bathroom. Like, mom, I love you. I love you so much. I'm sorry. Oh. And so I, she's like, that's okay. I'll be in. I'll be there in a moment. I'm like no, 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 no. Come in. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come in. So most of the time was spent with me being like like mentally like traumatized. And less about spanking me. She hardly ever spanked me. But like I had the mental terror that she could come in there with the belt. Your mom is a bully. (laughs) (laughs) I've met your mom. Your mom is a bully. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. Oh, I hope she's listening to this. And I hope she whoops your ass <laughs> for saying all this. <laughs> Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? My mother is a bully. <laughs> it starts in the home. It starts in the home. It starts in the home. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was it's so I laugh at it now because it was terror. I was like, Mom, I love you. Oh. I love you. She's like, it's okay. I'll be there in a moment. No, no, don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> I love you too, which is why I'm going to come in there and I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. So it starts in the home, y'all. It starts in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it, we, it, it was it was just a different time. It's a That's, different time. I know. Right? It was a different time. It really was a different time. It's and not an apology are, for it. Like, it's it's an explanation. It's not yeah. I'm not apologizing for, you know, Strasbourg or, you know, this individual who, you know, uh, shall rename, remain nameless, but it was a different time. It was a different training. That's just an ex- explanation, not an yeah. apology for it. Yeah. Yeah. It it that's just that's just what you did, you know, and and those were the those were the artists that were producing work, and those were the artists that were getting, you know, getting the accolades. And so you go into this environment where, like, I'm going to. Well, I'm just thinking about. I just I'm thinking about like, like um. What's his name? Philip Gaulier, and his notorious bullying behavior in the classroom, and. Uh, mm. And just like thinking about my conversation with Chris Bays when we were talking about like, but you 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 invest in this. You go to France. You've you've spent your money to be in this place. You're in a different country. You're a different language. You're in a different culture. So you're already vulnerable at a, yeah. at, a, at a heightened level. And because of the proof of being in the pudding of like, look at all his actors. Look at all the greatness that comes out of this training. You allow yourself to be put in these situations. You know, because yeah. Philip Gaulier was like, yeah, but my classes are still full, so get fucked. Your problem with me bullying? <laughs> Don't come to my classes. It doesn't matter. They're they're full. So I must be doing yeah. something right. Yeah. You know, and that's, and, and actors want to work. Actors want to work. They want to learn. They want to train. And they want to get the information to make themselves better artists, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's like what Catherine Fitzmaurice tells me. Relax. People die. (laughs) (laughs) 
wow. <laughs> yeah. She's fabulous. I love her. I was like, I was in a session with her and I was like, Catherine, I just have so much to offer the world. She said, take it easy. People die. And I laughed. I laughed. Oh my God. I laughed for hours after that. That was so funny. So funny. But it's like, decide on what you want and wait your turn. That's mm. how it works. That's how it works. And sometimes the people that wait their turn and get what they want end up taking Roe v. Wade away. And then you have to wait for them to die. And then you have to wait for them to die. Have you, <laughs> have you read the, the, the horror stories of people who have worked with Scott Rudin, the producer, the Broadway producer? I haven't read the horror stories, but I know that they're horrific. Do you know some of them? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, there's, I'll, I'll link also an article from the New York Times about it. It was ridiculous, the things. This, I mean, for, for years, what, what this person has gotten away with, like throwing, uh, throwing like coffee cups at people's heads and shattering them on the wall and then making them clean it up. And <gasps> just like physically, verbally violent with people. And like he would go through an assistant like every two months. You know, like that's that's how how long somebody could stay, and people like there was there was a sense of like there was a masochism sense of like I'm gonna be the one that can be his assistant, and and there was almost a sense of him and survive, and there was a sadist sense in him of like, you know, even when they're doing well, I need to find something to break them. Like there's a sense of like there was a game that was going on between the assistants and him. I'll link it, it. Like read it. It's fascinating, and he was still producing. Broad, he was producing um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird currently on Broadway when this article came out. Like oh he's Tony, multiple Tony Award winning producer of some of the best plays and musicals of the last 20 years. Yeah. And film too. Also a film producer. Yeah, there's... It's just, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, times they are changing. Yes, they are. And, you know, and and this is the other thing is, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, you'll survive. You'll survive. You'll survive. Somebody you know, will die. You'll survive. And then move on and learn from it. And, you know, it's like, what else are you going to do other than take them to court? God, <laughs> and that's the other thing is like, to people, people can you know, what I mean? It's like you gotta kind of be realistic about it. It's like people want to work, you know, and that's mm. what's so scary. The ones that stand mm. out and stand up, you know, there's a cost to that, and people understand that, and that's why a lot of these assholes get away with what they're doing because there's a cost. Mm. When the when because you know it's all about power to begin with, so if their power is threatened. Then they're gonna they're gonna step up and make sure that they maintain their power. Yeah, you know. So, but I'm 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 one of those people where I don't care. These are not the droids you're looking for. It's like my color purple moment. <laughs> Till you do right by me, everything else you gonna do gonna fail. 
<laughs> yeah. The grave you plant for me is the one you are going to rot in. <laughs> I had to fight all my life. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. <laughs> um, but, you know, and that's why we have a podcast where we have a place where we can say what the fuck we want, how we want, when we want, to who we want, and nah. <laughs> and then you can also contact us and tell us how you feel. <laughs> yeah. And then we go, nah, 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 back. <laughs> are, you, know, are you asking, it's, it's are you advocating space. for... Are you advocating for hate mail now? Is that what you're? We've not received any hate mail. Are you wanting to receive some? No. Some less than less than but kind if, words. If somebody, if somebody hates us. That's fine. The, the, like I said, the grave you plant for me is the one you're gonna rot in. You can I, hate I all you would, want. I would rather if somebody be passionate enough. I would rather. <laughs> I would. I would rather not be ambivalent to somebody. Oh, the theater of others podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to it. Uh, no, I, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I can take it. I'm saying yeah. that I can take it. You know, and I think how that, do, that and, and that and what? Okay, I I, I know. We're getting how do I take long. it? No, well, I was going to ask loop. how. Do, no, nope, nope. How do you? How do you? <laughs> How I mean this is this is I, I mentioned this before uh, in an episode uh, <laughs> that Joshua Watterson and I went to Bruce Myers, one of the actors of Peter Brook's company at Hamlet, and asked him, um, uh, you know, how uh, advice that you have for a young actor, and he said, of course, you know, no, no soldier would ever go on the battlefield without their armor on. Um, it, so that uh, that armor is training. But he also said something, again, that uh, I've thought about a lot, which is, but you also have to learn how to take the armor off. Mm-hmm. How do So how do you, um, you know, living in New York, as we both have done, it can harden you. You know this. It can, you, know, can, you can really get very, you have to, to survive. The same thing has happened, happened to me in Cairo. You put up a wall, you put up a front to save the soft underbelly. How do you do that? And yet, also, come into a place of courageousness and be vulnerable. It seems it seems counterproductive. Well, this like, is the, this I have to is, go this into rehearsal the... and take and take the shit, but I also need to be able to take the armor off so that I can be vulnerable. It's 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 a it's a perception thing, and it, and what happens is when you're in your work, doing your work, that's your safe space. If the bully is in your safe space, say your director, mm. when director. you come when you come out of doing your work, you put the armor on. It's like it's like a it's a Jack be nimble, Jack be quick thing. You know, it's like I got to be quick on this. So I know that when this person speaks to me. They don't hear me the way I can't hear them in the right way. So I've got to put on the right filter to hear them and to hear what they're looking for, what what they're looking for, because those kinds of because bullies are result oriented, not process oriented. So what is the result you're looking for? Okay, this is the result you're looking for. Okay, I'm going to go back in. 
Now, if a situation comes where I'm working and they're yelling at me, that's real abuse. Yeah. And you've got to do something about it. You have to address it, regardless of of what it means. Because your life, your body, your practice is not worth any job, reputation, or accolades, or anything that this that this person may be attempting to offer you. Because first of all, if they're treating you like that, they don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah. So why should you? You're treating me like this because you don't fucking care about me. So yeah. why the fuck should I care about you? You know, and that's and take care of yourself first, always. Put your mask on before you put anyone else's on when the plane is going down. <laughs> yeah. And if this motherfucking plane is gonna crash, I'm gonna make sure my oxygen is working first. And then I put it on my puppy. Mm-hmm. And then the stranger. But you know what I mean? It's like it and then the stranger next to you who's passed out from <laughs> drinking too much vodka. <laughs> yeah, a booty shot of vodka. A booty shot of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think I think your your well-being should always be uh at the pentacle of any any choices you make. And if it means that you have to stand up and walk the fuck out, I'm sorry. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't give a fuck. I don't give a. I'm fuck. at a point in my life where I need fuck. to be. I need to feel well. Mm-hmm. I need to be well. Yeah. And ain't nobody's job worth nothing like that to me. And ain't no interaction or opportunity worth nothing like that to me. Yeah. Because when you die, baby, you die. And I'm not taking nothing with me when I go this time. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free, y'all. I'm going to be free. I'm not taking no karmic blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be in attention. I'm going to be in free flow, baby. Full ease. Full ease. Shoulders down, tail wagging, and wings spread. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not taking someone's attitude and insecurity and bullying behavior to the grave with me. No, I'm not giving them that kind of power. I think it's time for provocations. I think so too. We should take a break. Yeah. Um, Jack, can you give us some free music? I want to be free. Some non-bully music. Free my mind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Give me something free, Jack. Give me something free. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the sounds of JDB. Jack David Burmester.
Wow, Jack, that was really good. Oh, so free. Oh, I free. feel so free. Mm. Oh, I feel so free. So, Adam, we're at provocations. Yep. yep. What say you, sir? Do you have any provocations? I think so. It's it's not fully thought out because I just had a major discovery myself about this. But I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say look back over your training and find those uncomfortable moments and weigh them weigh them against you know was I being pushed in a healthy way am I am I glad for mm. that push. Because sometimes we need that push to get over the to get you know over that hill to the next mountain, kind of thing. We we mm-hmm. re- we really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And then sometimes you really wish that they had backed off. They didn't know. They didn't listen to you. There was it was not appreciative. So look back and and mm. and question those moments for yourself. Because I feel like maybe we don't in hindsight know. Maybe we were bullied. Maybe maybe there's been something that has been. Uh, influencing a major portion of your working life or your life for a while and you haven't really kind of investigated that. Um, And vice versa. If you don't find that, then are you the bully? Mm. Have you done it? I mean, I'm sure we all actually have done it without us knowing. Um, And so Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to evaluate. Is, Is my pushing more chiding, goading, is my pushing more um, harmful than good? That's a, that's mm. a good question always to have, I think, for all of us is, is this helpful or do I just think it's helpful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my provocation question. My provocation is stop bullying at all costs which means if you see someone being bullied stand up for them maybe they have the power to be able to do it themselves but you being on the outside you can address it if you're being bullied stand up for yourself and it doesn't necessarily mean that it happens in confrontation. You can be quite swift at the way you manage it. I think the best way to deal and manage a bully is to beat them at their own game. <laughs> because they look even more. Bull- bully better than them. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> bully back, baby. Bully back. No, I mean, like, like these are not the words you're looking for. Like, when they when they lash out, you just don't take it on board. And... and See what they're actually looking at and address it. So you're attacking me in this way. So why are you attacking me in this way? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? What are you looking for? Okay, if you really want to, I mean, if you really want to get something out of me, throwing a coffee cup at my head is not going to work. I wish a motherfucker would throw a coffee cup at my head. I don't. I wish... A motherfucker would think that they had that kind of power over me. I don't care who the fuck you are. Scott Rudin, throw a motherfucking cup at my head. I, I wish you would. I don't, I don't wish he would. I don't want anybody to throw a cup of, a cup of coffee I know. Head. It's just me being, it's just that ghetto, in, it's that ghetto me of like, that's my provocation. I, I, that's my provocation to the bullies. Bully me. <laughs> 
that's not my provocation. No, but uh, but looking at <laughs> looking at how you can navigate through it, you can. There's so many different ways that you can you can alter and change a bully's behavior, you know. And but the first thing is that it's really important the way that you survive the 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 behavior is that you can't take it personal because it has nothing to do with you. It yeah. literally has nothing to do with you. Yeah. They're not thinking about you. Otherwise they wouldn't no. be doing this. No. And and go into your four agreements. Go into your four agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz. Don't make assumptions. Always be impeccable with your word. What's the other one? <laughs> You brought it up. I don't know. So make assumptions. Always be impeccable with your word. Um, don't make assumptions. Always be impeccable with your word. And don't take things personal. <laughs> what I just said. Don't take things personal. Don't take things personal. Don't make assumptions. Always be impeccable with your word. And then always do your best. Number four is my favorite. Always do your best. You know, because we're human beings when we're navigating through this world together, and we're, it's all an improvisation. But if you if you move through the world fearlessly, fearlessly, fear can't get you. So be fearless in your addressing the bullies. That's my provocation, Mikhail, Mikhail, Miguel. I was like, Mikhail Kuvarubius? No. <laughs> Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz. Four agreements. Yeah. Linked down below. You can check Adam. it Adam. Yeah. How will we know that they did this? They are going to go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Again, speakpipe.com backslash theater of others theater with an R-E theater of others. All one word. Leave a 90-second voice message there. Mm. We'll play it on air. We'll answer your question or your provocation. Yes, if you don't like that, you can send an email to podcast at theater of others. Mm. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Instagram, y'all. And yes. uh, we really, really love answering your questions. And we love hearing when you send us something that prompts us into an entire episode. Uh, but the only way... Happens we, all the time. The only <laughs> way that you would know uh, that we've talked about something... Is if you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Exactly. 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 You got to subscribe, y'all. Get in the conversation. Subscribe. We come out every week. We got things to say every week. Er, week, y'all. Er, week. And we ask every single week, and it really does help us out a lot. It helps us to reach new people if you do like Booty's yes. Uber Driver and do what? Subscribe, 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 subscribe. You give me five star. I give you five star. And you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> five star. Give me five star. Give me five star. Is, is I want your, five stars. Is your, is your you Uber Driver podcast? <laughs> give me five. Is your Uber Driver subscribing? Is that my what Uber- you're doing? I'll give you five star if you subscribe to my podcast. That's your saying. That's to exactly people. what I say. I was like, "Why aren't you subscribing to my podcast? You'll get five stars if you subscribe to my podcast." <laughs> it's early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so good to see you, Adam. You as well. The next time I talk to you, I will be in Florida. Ooh, with the Republicans. 
I will, I will be uh, about 15 miles down the road from West Palm Beach, Florida. Ooh, are you going to get a tan? I'm going to get an orange tan and, and, and yellow hair like the person who lives 15 miles down the road in Mar-a-Lago. Are you going to wear your thong? Yes. Wait a minute. You can't wear a thong. You have nothing to keep the thong up. You have exactly. no booty to keep the thong up. It's exactly. Just, it just dangle. Exactly. It, it just a, dangle there. It's, it's a sock <laughs> at that point. <laughs> but enough about my butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give, your, give my love to your beautiful wife till I said safe travels to Mexico. I will do that. Uh, give give my love to your husband and your dog and your 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 mom and your dad and your bully mom and your 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 neglected dad. <laughs> oh oh, uh, we're a dysfunctional family, y'all. This is dif- yeah. dysfunctional. I'm calling my dad right after this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> you call your daddy too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Find us. Get get a SIM card. <laughs> And for the rest of y'all, we'll be back next week. Tune in. Tune in. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.